0: Hello, and welcome to Saint Stories for Kids, a weekly podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Chantal Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic toys, books, and more. Passing on the faith through proven play-based learning. Catholic mom design, Catholic kid approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more. And check out our free printable section while you're there. Today we'll be telling the story of St. Julian the Hospitaller, whose feast is celebrated on February 12th. Julian was born around the 4th century in Europe. There is some debate about exactly which country, but it may have been France, Belgium, or Italy. He was born to a noble Catholic family and was raised with a good education and a strong faith. As he got older, Julian's father taught him how to hunt, but instead of using these skills when necessary, Julian began to hunt in a cruel manner and for sport. Because of this evil behavior, he was told he would one day turn into a murderer. He absolutely did not want that to happen, so he left his family and hometown and wandered the country to find a new town to live in where no one would know him. There he found and married a good woman and lived for many years happily. But sadly, one day, Julian flew into a rage when he mistakenly thought he had been betrayed and he murdered two people. Devastated by his own actions, Julian again fled and wandered aimlessly for many years. Finally, he came to a river that people feared crossing and decided he would spend the rest of his life helping people across as reparation for his sins. St. Julian Hospitaller is the patron saint of boatmen, carnival and circus workers, clowns, hospitality ministers, hunters, innkeepers, jugglers, murderers, pilgrims, and travelers. Now it's time for our story. A fierce storm raged outside Julian's little hut. The wind howled and rain pelted the roof fiercely. Julian lay in bed, staring at the roof, unable to sleep because of the noise of the storm. He sighed. He did not like laying around with his thoughts. He had done things in his life he deeply regretted, and it was because of those things that he lived alone by the river. Day and night, he helped people to cross the river whose currents were known to be incredibly strong and dangerous. He would wait in his little hut, and when he heard someone call or wave a flag on the opposite side, he would drag his boat through the sludge on the bank to the water's edge and row across to fetch them. It was dirty, hard, tiring work, but Julian had decided he wanted to spend the rest of his life helping other people to make up for his early life, and this was the way he chose to do it. But really, deep down, Julian felt that he was doomed. He hated himself for what he had done and knew he would never be able to make up for the innocent blood he had shed. He rolled over on his bed of dried leaves, trying to get comfortable enough to sleep as the storm raged on. Julian, a voice called. Julian strained to listen. Surely he was imagining someone calling his name. How could he possibly hear someone calling him from the other side of the river during a storm like this? But again, he heard his name, ringing out like a bell in the night. Julian, it called. He sat up, rubbed his eyes to make sure he wasn't dreaming, and sure enough, over the sound of the crashing waves, he heard his name again, Julian! So Julian lit his lantern and ventured out into the night. It was pitch black and the storm was still raging. He wrapped his tattered shawl around himself and pushed his boat out into the waves. The water stilled and Julian quickly and easily crossed. There waiting on the other side was a man dressed in rags waiting for him. Julian raised his lantern and saw that the man was a leper. He motioned for the man to get in, and they began their journey across the water. No sooner had the man gotten in the boat than the river grew violent. Waves tossed the boat and spun it, forcing Julian to use every fiber of his being to control the vessel. Large balls of hail began raining down from the sky, hitting him in his hands and back. But still Julian worked as hard as he could to get the poor leper across the river. Finally, they made it to the other side, and Julian ushered the man into his hut. He had him sit upon his only stool by the fire. I'm hungry, rasped the sick man. Julian turned around and fetched the only food he had, a bit of old bacon and the crusts of some brown bread. When he turned back, the man's rags had slipped down, and the awful sores of the leprosy could be seen on his back. Julian shuddered. When the man was done, he put the plate on the table, and on the plate appeared the marks of leprosy. I'm thirsty, said the man. So Julian went and fetched his only jug of wine and gave it to him. The man drank it all, and putting down the jug, said, I'm still cold. So Julian took his last bunch of firewood and put it into the fire, pushing the stool closer. But the man shivered and shivered all over his body, unable to get warm. I am so tired, I would like to sleep," said the leper to Julian. Julian gulped, but he offered the man his own bed to sleep in. As he tucked him into it, he thought about how different he was now. In his youth, he had killed animals just for fun. He had not appreciated how precious and valuable life is. He had scorned the sanctity of God's creation and taken pleasure in destroying it. Then as an adult, he had flown into a rage and murdered innocent people. Now before him was this man, an outcast of society covered in disease, a life most people saw as now being useless and worthless. But he wasn't. His life was still precious, and he deserved to be treated with love. "'I'm still so cold,' the shivering leper said, interrupting Julian's thoughts. "'Would you like me to sit with you?' Julian asked. The man nodded, and Julian sat next to him on the bed. "'Hold my hand,' said the man, lifting his bony, scaly hand towards Julian. And Julian took it and held it in his own. Then suddenly, as he sat there, Julian noticed that the smell of rain was being replaced with the beautiful smell of roses, and the cold, scaly hand of the leper was now warm and soft. He looked down and saw laying before him not the leper, but Jesus. "'Your sins are forgiven, Julian,' Jesus said, smiling at him and Julian, weeping for joy, embraced Jesus. The story of St. Julian the Hospitaller reminds us that even terrible sinners can change and find a new life in Christ. St. Julian the Hospitaller, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and reviews are always appreciated. Until next time!